Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am very honored by your presence. I know you take time every day to listen to me. It is an absolute honor to talk to you and I am I'm I'm very, very grateful for your support. I'm I do this podcast to share the knowledge that I have gained through my research with you, for you to share the knowledge, understand it, uh, debate it, research it, rework it, and spread the news to heal, because we need to heal all of us. And if we do not heal, we're not going to get anywhere. Being uh, hardcore, as people say, Qatar, is not going to work, my friends. It is. We cannot be hardcore. We have to be... Um, we have to heal and understand the currents that form the waves, the atwa, all that lies in between Hindutwa, the water of the water that surrounds the land that we call Hindustan, and the currents and her currents that form the waves, everything that lies in between these currents. Thousands and thousands of years of history, knowledge, uh, layers and layers of, of labels and history, all to be offloaded, uh, researched, debated, and healed. That is our most important goal. Uh, we have to stop the violence in our homes in order to stop the violence in the streets. Stop the violence in the streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. So today we have an interesting uh, topic. Um, I wrote it uh, a little... A uh, while ago in bits and pieces, uh, but I put it together today um, and with the current situation going on in India uh, with the, um, you know, whatever the riots going on, which has gone on forever in, in some format or the other. It's nothing new. Uh, and so we start today's topic on polarization, Islamic and Christian colonial hangover equals fake minorities, equals fake, sorry, equals pre-planned fake outreach, equals anti-India, anti-Hindu political hate, camouflaged by fake secular democratic agenda, equals real international Marxist toolkit lobbies for divide and rule. Okay, so this polarization is just a hangover of the Islamic and Christian colonial invaders and their fake minorities and their fake planned outrage against their long uh, 3,000-year-old enemy, the Hindu, the political hate that they have for us, the Kufa, the heretic, uh, the supremacy, uh, all of that is what this polarization is about. Uh, so, when you point your hateful fingers at someone, you do not define who they are. But when you point your fingers at someone, remember, you show them a mirror image of who you are. Okay? For 70 years, the socialist left has governed India, either at the center, or what you call the federal level, or the state or provincial level. Okay, the socialist secular brigade is a front for two colonial empires who rule India for 1300 years in different formats. They let these relics of colonial empires continue their colonial hangover for the last 75 years. 
To cover up for their crimes upon humanity, they rebranded themselves as religions and used their loot they gathered from their colonialism on this land to buy out their Marxist leadership only to con con continue their colonial hang hangover through the back door. But now their colonial hangover is wearing off. We are no longer their colonial slaves. After questioning their rhetoric, verifying their dogma, standing up to their lies, and having the courage that their genocide and crime committed upon humanity is not divine, but colonialism for money and power, they have come out with this new-fashioned, modern hate speech. Everywhere you go, they have no solution to any problem or any issue. They only create negative energy. They create problems and play the victim card. Then they accuse you of hate and polarization. But the three fingers pointing back at them, they will never see. Their finger pointing at others is a mirror image of who they are. They are relics of colonial empires, allied with Marxist, communist, anti-national, anti-India brigade in this country to rise up to power. For 70 years, this Marxist, fake secular bunch ruled Hindustan through the back door, selling our Indian government, sold the country's dignity to the highest bidder. They let their colonized slaves from their imperial colonial era remain on their slave plantations in return for votes, promising them goodies, but nothing came. Why allowing their relics of these empires to be the architects from behind the scene of the constitution, institutionalizing laws to allow their backdoor colonization and to protect the theft of our to protect their theft of our Vedic civilization, to protect their genocides and their crimes against humanity. All the while imposing a fake secular secularization on practicing Hindus. Two-faced sellouts, the Indian National Congress and their state-owned tentacles in the media and academia. They left out our Vedic civilization from our textbooks and conditioned our minds to believe that Hindus were filthy caste, untouchable, instigating divisive group. We were made to distrust our ancestors, were brainwashed with fear to keep their colonial hangover while they sold our votes to the highest bidder and continue proselytizing in our names. They pretended we were the real victims um, and they were only protecting us. So why are they crying wolf now? Well, they are the real wolves in sheep's clothing. As I mentioned, their colonial hangover is over. So we don't vote for them anymore. After three generations of colonial education, we have the, out the courage to stand up and say enough is enough. The buck stops here. They cannot stomach the fact that their slaves have the audacity to question their supremacy <coughs> and fake divinity. We no longer line their pockets. They no longer control our minds. We no longer give them our votes. So they no longer have power. They, have, they are such a supremacist group of slaves that they never ever want to get back to the drawing board to learn from their mistakes. How did they go wrong? What did they do? How society has not how society has evolved? 
Why have they not evolved? Why does a modern society need relics of colonial empires to control their every move? Why should we pay a godman to preach hate against our ancestors? Money to preach about a god in, in the sky we have never seen? When are they going to take their responsibility for their crimes committed on the lands of our ancestors? When are they going to apologize for their atrocities against the natives of Hindustan? However, they continue to invoke the perceived hate to cover up for their supremacy, their colonial hangover, and have joined hands with their global hate mongers and to pretend that they are the real moral high ground and 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 they are the real uh, real egalitarian society. They came to save Hindustan from Hindu idolaters. They came with peace and the Hindus are the real genociders. But the Islamic Christian invaders at but the Islamic and Christian invaders came to Hindustan. Sorry, before the Islamic and Christian invaders came to Hindustan, she was rich. The Abrahamic vultures, colonial vultures that is, were riding on their camels and donkeys with nothing to offer. Hindustan had no poverty, no orphans, no illiteracy, no unemployment. We had universities, teaching, maths, medicine, algebra, sciences, geometry, philosophy, architecture. After they came, they conquered, they stole, they raped, they enslaved, they murdered, they butchered. We are left only with trauma and broken lives. On top of this, they left us with Christian concept of rebranded Hindu caste, the Hebrew concept of Hindu Dalit, the Islamic concept of kufr and brainwashed us to believe that we were evil and they were the good guys. It's like a rapist saying, don't go to the police and complain that you've been raped or I will rape you again and this time I will kill your family too. Now their lies are coming to an end. We are realizing it and we have the guts to stand up and say the truth. So their anti-India hate rant gets worse and worse. Morning, day and night they go hate, hate, hate. They have convinced themselves that only their supremacist mentality is the real moral high ground. They are the anglicized hate preachers and the Arabic uh, kufr calling uh, tele-evangelists of the world in alliance with their fake secular hate mongers in India. If not, we will all go to hell, the hell they invented. This, my friends, is the typical mind of a serial killer or a serial rapist. They preach Islamophobia as a political dogma. Their Islamophobia is a modern way of saying kufr. They cannot say kufr anymore, so they use the modern word Islamophobia. Islamophobia is anti-kufr colonial nationalism for their Marxist sellouts of the, of the Muslim Brotherhood. These people are addicted to the drug of slavery. They are so used to it, they ha it has gotten comfortable. They cannot see the difference anymore. They insist that you have to submit to them and stay below them so they can step on you for power. Their colonial hangover is evident and they cannot come to terms that their colonial hangover has rubbed off and, and no longer valid on us. We are not an Islamic nor Christian slave colony or a vessel state anymore. Hindustan is beautiful and free and independent. She is not obligated to submit to their supremacist fantasies. Oh yes, we want our civilization back. Our Vedic civilization, that is. 
As the colonization of our minds is wearing off, so as a last-ditch effort, they insist on hate speech, phobia, and perceive this Islamophobia. In reality, it's 3,000 years of Abrahamic feudalism, ignorance, colonization, and crimes against humanity. The labels have changed, but the mentality has not. It's not the label that defines the mentality, but the mentality that defines the label. It's the colonial currents that form the waves. So how does it work? By cornering you as a hate preacher, a fascist, a racist, and an Islamophobe, they force you to submit to their own fascism, their supremacy, in total silence. Uh, this is the 20th century. This is their version of 20th century feudalism. Colonialism and feudalism is not dead. It is unfortunately alive and well. It is only camouflaged with a fantasy of democratic words. Uh, sorry, with a fancy with fancy democratic words. But the mentality is still the same. These relics of colonial empires interpret their democracy as a camouflage for their continuing colonization of our minds in totality. In other words, a colonial hangover to feed their colonial lust of power. They did everything to buy out the Indian National Congress through the back door to divide us into minority and majority, but blatantly controlling the media academia by eradicating from our history and consciousness uh, our Vedic history, replacing it with socialist, Marxist, fake secularism on us, while allowing their colonized slaves to get more to get more religious. As a Christian, an ex-Christian now, who was brainwashed to remain a relic of the colonial empire that colonized my ancestor, while every Hindu was imposed a secularism funded by colonial lobbyists, I am ashamed. On the other hand, while Hindustani hands were tied, these rebranded colonial empires, now religions, spread the lie all over the world that Hindus were caste, Dalits untouchables, idolaters, politists, um, uh, was still at large. A co colonized uh, civilization of temples were paraded around the world as Islamic and Christian civilization. In reality, they only rebranded what they stole from others. Now they cannot come clean, so they pretend we are hate mongers. They are well aware of their crimes. Um, they know that a they are well aware of their crimes on our land. They know that a stolen civilization is a stolen civilization. The day will come when the chorus of questions, uh, this sorry, this day has come when the chorus of questions have become voices. And the voices will become a song where we will heal and stand up to them to say to our civilization, it's not for sale. You stole it, your colonial invaders and occupiers. Now we want it back every single inch. So to stop the chorus, they send their goons on the streets. The goons are the tentacles of the Marxist um, license raj who led this country for 70 years in different formats. They are the ecosystem that was created to protect their colonial masters. They are relics of bygone empires. Since their masters have lost power, they use their goons to do their dirty work, and they run and scream wolf. Then they leave these goons to rot in jail or to fend for themselves, where, they, where an overloaded legal system will become too expensive to guarantee their release. Their lives destroyed, their colonial masters will then use others to brainwash miscreants and mafia to run their agenda.
Since their colonial masters are insignificant, violence is the only way of life to keep Hindustan a vessel state to feed their colonial lust and hangover. It is important to note that the real people who insult their prophets uh, and, and sons of God are these same Abrahamic religions themselves. After murdering, plundering, raping, enslaving in their prophet's name for 3,000 years, the insult of their messenger is flagrant. Insulting the only way out is to pretend um, that insulting others and pretending that they are their, their emotions are affected is the only way out to pretend that they are the real victims and the rest of us are all heretics and infidels. Since they cannot use those words today anymore, they use hate speech, they use Islamophobia and fascism. It's just another way of saying heretics and infidels. That's all. The label has changed, my friends, but the mentality has not. Because it's not the label that defines the mentality. It is the mentality that defines the label. It is their currents that form the waves. Do not forget that Christianity and Islam are no minorities in India. They, have attached, they are attached to a global colonial chain of infiltrators. I say this as an ex-Christian. The imperial masters have no problem in using this global chain as a tool to resurrect their colonial empire and keep Hindustan as a colonial vessel state. This recent outrage on the streets of Hindustan was pre-planned by the Muslim Brotherhood who control the Democrats in America and the Liberals in Canada. They literally own North America through the back door. The Democrats can, cannot get India to agree to it as the Democrats cannot even get India to agree to them uh, to its anti-Russia war pandering. The Muslim Brotherhood is the fifth caliphate of Islam. They want to resurrect their Islamic empire on all continents and take over the world. They use Kashmir and Israel as a toolkit to keep Muslims in a constant state of fear and anger. Remember Ilan Omar? What did she go to Pakistan for? To set up this outrage in in coalition with the Pakistani ISI. Not that they needed her to go there. However, you knew something was cooking. It was this pre-planned fabricated outrage. Whether it was Nupur Sharma or anyone else, they were just waiting in the wings, all planned and ready to go with their toolkit. You see, the Muslim Brotherhood wants to erase Israel from the map, for they have to hit them economically. Um, they have a movement going on. You can see it online. It's called the BDS movement. The BDS movement is the boycott, disinvestment, and sanction movement works to end, working to end the international support for Israel's apartheid. Since Israel is supported by India and Narendra Modi, they will have serious problems in promoting their BDS movement. Hence, they have to boycott India. But India is too big to boycott. That is why Turkey and Egypt did not accept Indian wheat and send it back. Turkey's president Erdogan is the alleged head of the Muslim Brotherhood. And Egypt is home base for the Brotherhood. Even if the Brotherhood is not in power, they have enough of strength to create havoc and riots in Egypt. So not to cave into unnecessary violence, they rejected Indian wheat. Not because Indian wheat was bad, because they want to lead a boycott against India to take over the Indian subcontinent and destroy Israel. 
Refusing Indian wheat was the Muslim Brotherhood way of boycotting India, using their economic clout to do the same. America cannot even ask India to stop doing trade with Russia, forget about Israel. Hence, they have to find another way. So they have to go to the back door and use the Muslim Brotherhood allies for hate speech, Islamophobia, minorities, Hindu fascism. This is what the fake outrage in India was all about. Um, if the BJP took away its support from Israel tomorrow, I guarantee you the hate speech would disappear. Okay, But India is so strong. These relics of colonial empires have only one way to go. A barrage of fake hate, pre-planned outrage, Marxist toolkits to destroy a country from the inside. Let me repeat what the Muslim Brotherhood toolkit said in the 90s for North America. And I quote, from their agenda, and it's online, it's on the public domain, this is what their toolkit says. The toolkit is not new, my friend. They've taken over North America from the back door, they control it, and they are taking it down the drain, and they want the same thing to India. The process of settlement is a civilization jihadist protest process with all the which all the word means. The Ikhwan, that is the Muslim Brotherhood, must understand that their work in America is a kind of grand jihad in eliminating and destroying the Western civilization from the inside and sabotaging its miserable house by their hands and the hands of the believers so that it is eliminated and God's religion is made victorious over all other religions. The migrants or Muslims on the ground have been brainwashed to hate Western civilization and any non-Muslims. They insist on the society adjusting to them, not conforming, sticking to their own culture, not integrating and causing chaos, which will eventually give Islam and their pan-Islamic handlers totalitarian power one day. And that, my dear friends, is exactly what is going on in India. The Indian National Congress, the left, the socialist, the Marxist, uh, all these ulama, the mullahs, these fake people, fake outrage, the rioters on the street are brainwashed to hate Hindus, okay? And this is going on, it's nothing new. It's been going on for any, for a long time. We are all kufar, we are heretics, we're infidels. They insist on India adjusting to them and not conforming, sticking to their colonial invading culture uh, of in fabricated culture, stolen culture, because they are still Hindus, not integrating and causing chaos everywhere they go, which will eventually give Islam and their pan-Islamic handlers totalitarian power one day. Now we understand why in the US there are some universities who are allegedly asking people to stop celebrating Diwali as, um, as Diwali is a caste festival. Do you know that Jordan and Iran, who expressed outrage of the alleged prophet's remark, was supposedly hand-in-hand -hand with the Americans in 1970 when Pakistan, then West Pakistan, committed a genocide in East Pakistan, now Bangladesh, for 3 million Bangladeshi Muslims and Hindus. 3 million Muslims and Hindus shot and butchered in cold blood and their women gang-raped by fellow Muslims. They have never apologized, but they express outrage over the prophet. 
Yes, this is Jordan and Iran, the same Jordan who expressed outrage over the Prophet and a diplomatic fiasco as per the uh, hate spring uh, leftist media. They have never apologized. Do you know that the biggest mass murderer of Palestinians are Pakistanis and their former general, Ziaul Haq, when he killed 25,000 Palestinians in cold blood, that they have never apologized but pretend that there is an apartheid going on in Israel? The killing of 25,000 Palestinians by fellow Muslims is not an outrage. But the fake outrage on, on the Prophet, that's okay. When Qatar and Saudi Arabia, UAE and Gulf countries use South Asians, including Muslims of the subcontinent, as slaves to build their countries, keeping them in encampments in worse than slave conditions, then there was no outrage. And the secular hate brigade did not cry outrage at all. Where were they? Where was their diplomatic moral ground when South Asians were being used as slaves? Slavery is okay, but fake outrage on alleged recitation of Prophet's Hadith is hate speech. Turkey killed 1.5 million Armenians in cold blood. They are embattled in a war in Syria through their proxies, killing fellow Muslims. They just assisted Azerbaijan in a genocide of 5,000 people killed in cold blood from both sides in the recent war against Armenia. No problem for that. Killing fellow Muslims is not a problem. Enslaving them is not a problem. Raping their women is not a problem. But a fake outrage, an alleged hate speech of, of, the, uh, of the Prophet, that's a problem. They are all supremacists, occupiers of an apartheid state on Armenian land, which they stole through occupation and genocide, but they want to destroy Israel. But no problem. The Turkish mouthpiece, TRT, is however preaching about the upcoming genocide of 220 million Muslims in, by Hindus in India, all over the internet. Genocide, they scream. They have no morality to talk about the 13-year-old genocide, 1,300-year-old genocide by Islamic invaders and occupiers on Hindus for all these years. Not to talk about the systemic targeting of Hindus in Kashmir. After all, they are not human, being but infidels. Hey, what is new to, for their supremacist ideology? We would like to see their 700-year-old Islamic occupation of Kashmir and the apartheid on, a, on, on Vedic land by Islamic invaders end. Will the Muslim Brotherhood do that? No. They want to continue their colonization, but they want to destroy um, Israel. They think that they have occupied their land. They think others have occupied their land. Then they should give up the land they occupied to their colonial masters, invaders. You can, you can never tell them that, however. As, they, as once they put their foot on, on a piece of land, it belongs to Allah for all eternity, and you have to convert or submit to their occupation and supremacy. It is a one-way street, and there's no way they are going to change. So it's useless talking to them. They say all this fascism started in 2014. Before that, there was nothing. No, no, everything was peace and love. It's fake news. Because when you point the fingers at others, you do not define who they are. But when you point the fingers at others, you show them a mirror image of who you are. Go to the beach. What do you see? Waves. What is forming those waves? Currents. Can you change those currents? No. 
Can you change the waves? No. Do the currents and waves stop? No. Then why do you say that before 2014 there was no hate? As long as there were Abrahamic ideologies in the house, there's always going to be hate. Currents don't stop and start when you choose just because you lost political power. It is just their way of saying that they're not happy that they lost power and the only way to camouflage their loss is pretending that the other side is hate. Ignorant Abrahamic ideologies do not understand science because Abrahamic ideologies are all about flat earth, us versus them, heaven versus hell, kufr versus the Muslim, Muslim uh, Christians versus the heretics. What about uh, God versus the devil? What about the hate speech pre preached by Christian and Islamic preachers to convert Hindus covertly every day through the back door? What about them forcing them forcing Hindus to hate their ancestral heritage? What about when they preach lies to poor Hindus, give them money to say that they have a million gods, but oh, we Christians have only one? What about the hate that they use to preach that the Kufas are Dalit and caste when neither is Hindu but Abrahamic? What about all these false cases they put on Hindus to leave their homes and vacate their land to, or convert to Islam and Christianity? What it, but if the reverse happens, it's fascism. As an ex-Christian, I am furious and ashamed of my Abrahamic tribes and communities that their colonial hangover is not over. Did they not think that one day we were going to stand up and wake up and say enough is enough? The buck stops here. Who the hell do you think we are that we are going to give up to your fear-mongering, your fear-psychosis, and live in your ignorance all our lives? Why should we live in a fear circle only to give you power when you are useless? You are just relics of colonial empires. Who gave you the right to colonize my mind and force me to remain on your slave plantation just because my ancestors were your colonial slaves? Who gave you the right to call me a minority? I am not a relic of your colonial empire, but I am a product of my Vedic ancestors. In 2013, Zakir Naik preached, You should not wish Hindus on Diwali, Christians on Christmas. They polarized their base not to sing the national anthem, not to say Bharat Mata Ki Jai, not to, be, not to hang around their non-Muslim friends. Women... Uh, they forced women to wear hijabs, men to wear beards as a sign of solidarity and identity to their Islamic colonial cause. That was not hate. Oh, but it was not bad. Okay, And they were still giving them votes. So uh, as long as their colonial um, hangover was getting votes, then it's okay. But why? Because they did not talk about it? Did you think that it went unnoticed? Hindustan voted against these colonial vultures and their hangovers. Let me tell you that their colonial hangover suffocated us so much, but and our anger was boiling under the surface. It was steaming with heat so much so of colonial oppression, fake secular suffocation, the poverty of our minds, the theft in broad daylight of our civilization and our heritage, lies, hate on our Hindu identity, and the insistence of protecting themselves with divine religion to ride into the sunset with cultural loot, architectural marvels, while we, we were imposed an Abrahamic secularism, while they played the real peacemakers of this world in spite of their continuing Abrahamic genocide all over the planet. You see, my friends, how this is staged? Pre-planned. 
Christian and Islamic alliance to defame India on hate and carry out a backdoor boycott through fear and terror. We have seen it all. For 3,000 years, these colonialists of Abraham have spit on Hindustan, insulted, defamed, raped, butchered, enslaved our Vedic civilization, stolen her knowledge. They came, they conquered, and they left. They have not changed at all, not one inch. That is why India should not submit. Not one inch. We want our Vedic civilization back. This Abrahamic colonization of our minds and their ignorant slave brigades have destroyed every other civilization in this world. Every one of them. They canceled their culture, their heritage. They destroyed their knowledge. They destroyed their architecture. No one has ever apologized for it. Disgusting and true. Hindustan was the only civilization they could not destroy and cancel. So if Hindustan is strong, vibrant, then their Abrahamic lie will be called out. Their supremacy will go nowhere. Their colonial fascism, their so-called perceived egalitarian, peace-loving slave mentality. Heaven and hell is useless. Hence, they have to destroy and cancel all of this heretic and kufar foundation. All of this to stamp their own absolutely ignorant feudalistic supremacy on it, calling everything in its way as hate speech and racism. Follow them and they use the same technique everywhere. While the fools, while there are fools who are so gullible and ignorant, they actually fall for it and it works. Everywhere they go, they, they preach hate speech. It's a toolkit. Hate speech, fascism, uh, supremacy um, is a toolkit for these colonial vultures and their colonial hangover. Do not fall for it because it's a toolkit. It is pre-planned outrage for their fake colonial hangover. Sorry, their colonial hangover is not fake. They are fake. It's time to stand up and grow a spine. We are leaving. Christians and, and Muslims are leaving. There are colonial slave plantations. It's time to say enough is enough to, Abrahamic, to the Abrahamic colonization of our minds and our land. It is time to heal and reconcile with the land of our Vedic ancestors that they left behind. It is time to gain the knowledge, have that conversation, offload that baggage of trauma. Understand that Hindustan may have been colonized for short periods of time in our 10,000, 20,000 year old history. Understand that these are only short periods, but we never submitted. We might lose small battles, but as a civilization, we do not submit to invaders, colonizers, and the slavery of our minds, as we are strong and we are based on knowledge. Not fear-mongering, supremacist hate of feudal invaders. Not one has ever been able to destroy our civilization, and they never will. Those who try to destroy others will destroy themselves. Those supremacists who swim in finger-pointing hate will only hate themselves, like they have done for 3,000 years. They can have their Abrahamic supremacy back and stop the theft of our Vedic civilization. We are happy to give back to them their Latin caste, their Hebrew Dalit, their Islamic Kufar mania, back in return, and we will keep the knowledge of our ancestors. As an ex-Christian slave, now free and now healed from the trauma of 
Abrahamic colonization. I say Bharat Mata Ki Jai and Hindustan Zindabad. Thank you very much for listening, my friends. Heal. It's important to heal. It's important to offload. It's important to offload the trauma. Have that discussion. Please, please, please share this with your friends. Um, have this conversation with your friends. Uh, ask them to have it with other friends. Share, like, um, and write, 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 externalize your emotion and stand strong. Stand strong. It is important. We have not lost anything. It's just small losses, but in all, we are the only, only civilization that has remained, and it's time to stand up and say enough is enough, not one more inch. Thank you very much. Have yourself a great day. Peace, my friends. No violence. Stop the violence in your homes, and you will stop the violence in your street, and we will heal together. Cheers, and take care.